Hello everyone, it is Friday, and you know what that means, yes, a new episode of the Teachable Moments Podcast, and today we got some stuff we need to talk about, so without further ado, let's get straight into it. I am your host, The Mass Menace, and you are listening to the Teachable Moments Podcast. Well, hello everyone. I am your host, The Mass Menace, aka Arch Clarence Kent. It is Friday, April the 29th, and you are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. Now, I know that I usually do this on Thursday. But yesterday, some things came up that was unavoidable that I had to do. And I could not post a new episode. It was already too late by the time I decided to sit down to maybe try. So I decided to wait for today. So, without further ado, let's get into things, shall we? Now, I usually, around this time, start talking about Russia and Ukraine, and then I go into a break and do an intermission, but I decided to do things differently, okay? I do want to do a real quick shout-out to the people in Ukraine. Horrible stuff happening to them. They're being relocated, all sorts of stuff, because of what Putin and Russia is doing to them, so my heart goes out to them. Now, instead of me going to break now and going into an intermission, we're just going to keep things rolling. We're going to change things up. <clears throat> because someone brought it to my attention. They asked, why do you take so many intermissions? <coughs> why do you take so many intermissions? I mean, uh, your intermission music is great, but if you take more intermissions... You lose, you run more of a chance of losing fans. They don't want to stay around as long. So, why do you take so many intermissions? I really couldn't, other than saying that I do a few minute segments, then do intermission because I try to run this basically, this whole episode, or keep it around an hour. So, I try not to talk too much about one thing and break and then try to get everything in. Now I'm going to try to condense the episode, the segments, you know, condense what I'm talking about throughout the whole show. Like, pick five topics to talk about and then basically run those ten minutes and then take a break and then continue on into the next segment. We're going to try that and see how that works. That change up the format a little bit, yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing I want to talk about is WWE. WWE recently had... WWE recently had a celebration for Randy Orton. I couldn't believe he'd been wrestling for 20 years. I'm like... Jesus, has it already been 20 years? 
Because I remember, uh, in fact, it makes sense now that he's been wrestling for 20 years. So that roughly runs at like, I've been, Jesus, I've actually been graduated from school for 20 years. Dang. It's been 20 years since I graduated high school. Dang it. Uh, 35 years old. Huh. <laughs> 35 years old. It's been 20 years since I graduated high school. That is, that is impressive. Huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Randy Orton's been wrestling for 20 years, basically. I want to say it's been 20 years since I graduated. Yeah. Graduated in 2006. 2006. To 2016, that's 10 years, right? Yeah, 2006 to 2016, that's 10 years. 2016 to 20, no, no, it hasn't been 20 years yet, huh? I don't think so. No, it hasn't been 20 years yet. It would be 2026. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm good though right now, huh? <laughs> I was about to say, Jesus, 20 years, but we're getting there. We're getting on that mark, okay? I think it's been 15 years, if anything. Uh, so, we go on, and they're celebrating his 20 years, 20 years in the ring, and Cody comes out, hugs him, does all that. People just celebrating and crashing his 20-year thing. And I think it's leading into a bigger story. I don't know. I didn't pay much attention to the ultimate angle to it. But supposedly, Roman and Randy are going to be facing each other at the next big pay-per-view that, that WWE puts on. So that's cool. I mean, and I mean, it's. They're doing pretty good with the Roman being champion storyline. And they're going on because, if you think about it, Roman doesn't wrestle except on the pay-per-views. He shows up. He shows up weekly. And he talks. And he's got the title. But he doesn't really wrestle except on the big shows. Which is fine. Because I said that, I said back when, when Brock Lesnar was champion a few years back, and he was the bad guy, he was gone for five months with the title and didn't show up. And then he showed up for the pay-per-view, and after wrestling, he was gone. And I said, you know, if he just showed up weekly with the title, didn't even have to defend it but showed up weekly, I would be okay with it. You see, that's what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Now, this recent run with Brock Lesnar, where he was champion and Roman was champion, Brock was there all the time. So I had no, I had no problem with this recent run of Brock Lesnar as champion. I think, I think WWE is realizing their formula needed changed. <clears throat> kind of like how I'm changing up the formula of this podcast. I think WWE 
realized their formula needed to change or else they were going to lose viewers, right? They were going to keep losing them and keep losing them and ratings were going to get worse and worse and worse. So they had to do something to change it up. It's looking cool. Even this Ezekiel storyline seems to be seems to be getting more interesting. Uh, come on, let, let's all face it. He's Elias, but it's still humorous to see him go. No, no, I'm Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. It's just interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, maybe WWE is getting better. Maybe, and maybe it's just like a few good weeks run, and then they're going to end up becoming bad again. But I don't know. But wait, I will say, Becky Lynch, man, what is up with her hairstyle this time? And what's up with the stuff she had on her face? What is that? Like some futuristic things she was wearing? Some weird shades? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> I will say, she got on and she tweeted, Becky got on and she tweeted, or she commented in an interview, in an interview where she believes that WWE has a better women's division than AEW. And as much as I don't watch WWE constantly anymore, I have to agree, they have a better women's division. I mean, AEW has good female wrestlers. They got Serena Deeb. They've got Thunder Rosa. They've got Britt Baker. They've got all of that stuff going on, which is good. But when you don't know what to do with them, that kind of hurts your division. I mean, we had a great storyline with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And now we're going to have Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I'm looking forward to that. But they need to improve on their female wrestlers. And I think, if I'm correct, Dustin Rhodes is working with the female wrestlers in AEW. So, they're going to improve. It's just going to take some time. And uh, But no, WWE has a better women's division. They do. They totally do. Uh, by, by leaps and bounds. But we're going to take a short intermission. A short intermission. And then we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, The Masked Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent, and you are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. We're going to go straight into the next segment. So without further ado, let's get to it, shall we? In the last segment, we were talking about the format of this show, how it's going to change up a little bit, because someone brought it to my attention like I said in the last segment, that I may be taking too many intermissions. Okay. So, and if I take too many intermissions, I could lose my listeners. People's going to lose interest in it. They're going to be like, man, this guy takes too long, or he takes too many intermissions, and it breaks the flow of the show. So, I talked to him. Actually, I can go ahead and say his name, Corey Edsel. You may know him because I interviewed him in a previous episode. And we ran that episode 30 minutes. 
Okay, 30 minute episode. And I think very few intermissions too. I think there was like three intermissions and we had like a 30 minute conversation. I mean, whereas he did well with the intermissions and the change and the pause in between the conversations. I've, some people may not do well. So, whereas that went 30 minutes and there was like three intermissions and it got me like 20 listens. That was still the most played episode of the Teach My Moments podcast. Nothing against Jimmy Mellon, who was great on his interview and he did really well. And I think that episode was good in its own right. Every episode is has its ups and it has its downs at times. Except for when I've done the interviews. The Corey Edsel interview really had no downside except the Mafia came in and interrupted the episode. But Mafia likes to take credit for that being the most watched episode. Brew thinks, oh, the only reason that drew people listening was because it was the Mafia. Uh, no, no, okay? It was Corey Edsel talking about his history, okay? Let's get real. Come on. Stop inflating your ego. But to, that went well. Now, in my regular episodes, I'll do like two or so many minute segments, take a break, do an intermission. You get like 11 intermissions. 11. That's just too many. So, we're changing it up. Now we're going to find five topics. Five topics to talk about and amongst talking about that we're gonna make the segments of that topic go longer and that way it condenses i get to talk about what i want basically and it condenses the episode at the same time we don't we may not have to run 20 segments so we so say we do five topics let's say i want to talk about wwe and i want to talk about uh let's say i want to talk about wwe AEW, new japan pro wrestling that's three segments and then let's say i want to talk about maybe a time i remember from wcw that's four and then maybe a game that's coming up that's five five segments right there boom or i want to talk about acw show that's five segments boom right there and maybe replace the game talk with ACW. It's five segments. Now, I run those segments for ten minutes. I've talked about what I wanted. I got to the point. I've touched on the bullet points, basically. The fine points of the segments. And boom. Now, with the interviews, they're going to run differently. The interviews, were, I'm basically going to... Talk about whatever, their history, their past, uh, what they have coming up in the works. I've got some I really want to get on here, hopefully, hopefully in the near future, by the name of The Maestro. I think his name's Rob Kellum, is his, is his name, but also known as The Maestro in WCW. I can't wait to get him on here and talk about that now see if i've got them 
in the studio with me or where I'm at at that time, I can take intermissions, okay? I can take intermissions, but still may not want to. But if I've got them on the Anchor app, let's say I get them on the Anchor app, it's not feasible for me to take intermissions. I'll probably just talk to them for the length of what I want to talk about and get them on here and get it done and then do the do the intro first and then do the outro and like invite them uh, do the intro invite them on talk to them get all sorts of details and then do the outro because if i'm gonna have them on anchor via the anchor app it doesn't it doesn't seem feasible to do an intermission basically i do want to thank i want to thank Corey, for bringing that to my attention. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Um, now, on talking about other stuff, because we talked about the format uh, long enough. I want to talk about... Um, God. Now I'm drawing a blank. Hold on. I want to talk about AEW real quick. Dynamite was great. Uh, it was, uh, we, they had the FTR match. The FTR match was great. I want to talk about that on today, uh, for a bit. And if we go over 10 minutes, so what? The FTR match. It was great. It was a six star match, man. Six star match. Really great. They started off by shaking each other's hand, hands. They got in there. They wrestled. And they put on a great match. I could go on and talk about the finer points of the match and what I liked about it, but I didn't really have a favorite part of that match. All of all of it was great. All of it was a good match. I enjoyed it, and it proves once again why FTR two of the best wrestlers in wrestling today. And they did it. And I love their themed. Their, their attire, their themed attire. And they, they had it themed like Owen Hart's. Which was great. It was a nice callback. It shows the respect they had for this guy. How much this guy inspired. How much Owen Hart inspired their career. I absolutely loved that match. And then at the end, they hugged each other. They embraced their friends again. They're their brothers. It wasn't two guys going in there who hated each other. No, no. It was FTR facing one another in the Owen Hart tournament out of respect for Owen Hart and everything that Owen Hart brought to the business of pro wrestling. <clears throat> See, this may be a very unpopular uh, unpopular choice or opinion that I'm about to put out there. And if y'all if y'all disagree, please let me know. I'd like a, I'd like I would like to talk about it. <clears throat> Bret Hart calls himself the best there is, the best there is, the best there ever will be. Me and somebody else who works in ACW, uh, another person, thinks that Owen Hart was better. Yes, Bret Hart was great. Bret Hart was, it was a great wrestler. But I believe Owen Hart 
was better. And it's a shame that his life was cut short and we didn't get to see further of what he see what he could have become later on. Because I think he could have he, he could have only gone up from where he was. That's how good Owen Hart was. <clears throat> That's why this tournament, this Owen Hart tournament, is so vital and important. It shows respect and honor to a guy who put so much into the business and he should be recognized. I think this tournament's a great idea. And I loved the FTR match. I did. I absolutely loved the FTR match. Great. We're going to go to a short intermission, and then we'll be back. I am the Mass Menace, and you are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. Welcome back. We are back from that short intermission. I am your host, the Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence. Clarence Kent, you were listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. We are changing up the format. That's what this whole episode is really about, changing up the format. Talk about five topics. Make them ten minutes, maybe longer. You condense. You condense the episode that way. You give them more quality and less quantity. Whatever you do give them, there's more quality to that. I want to thank Corey Edsel for helping me w- discover that, basically. He brought forth positive criticism to me. Positive criticism helps build you up. Negative criticism only serves to tear you down. Now, if you want to build someone up, it's okay if you tear them down a little bit. You want to tear them down so you can build them up. But negative criticism doesn't tear you down to build you up. It tears you down to destroy you. Okay. Corey Edsel brought forth positive criticism. I want to thank you, Corey. Thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. I may be taking too many intermissions. Thank you. Now, time to talk about one of the topics that's on the books today basically and that is ACW ACW we have a big show coming up May the 14th May the 14th Vail North Carolina ACW returns to Vail North Carolina bell time is 7 o'clock Kids 10 and under get in for free, and tickets are $6. I told y'all that I would give y'all more information about the show when it came to light. So here we go. On May the 14th, the mind will be defending his television title against me. Now, I get it. You're probably thinking, wait, hold on. Did this guy, this guy totally faced Venom on April the 9th for the world title. We know this because he talked about it. How is it that he comes off a loss and gets a television title shot? That's been asked before. I don't know. It's It's up to management. All I know is it's an opportunity that is 
opportunity that has come my way, and I am going to take the opportunity. I am facing mine for the television title. Now, mine, a preview show, you costed me. See, I teamed with Corey Edsel to take on Young Rebellion. First time I ever teamed with Corey Edsel. Great match. He started off with shaking each other's hands. We ended it with shaking each other's hands. Great match. Out of respect. Nothing but respect for Young Rebellion. Fine, upstanding gentleman. Fine. And nothing but respect for Corey Edsel. I love teaming with him. I hope that somewhere in the near future we get to team again. Hopefully many, many more times. But during that match, when Young Rebellion hit Corey Edsel with the flapjack, and I tried to get in to say to break up the pinfall, the mime, uh, well, I get, basically, I get pulled off the apron. I come to find out that the mime is the, re, is the one that pulled me off. Now, see, mm, he pulled me off the apron and kept me from breaking up the pinfall, thus costing me and Corey the match. Now, see, the mafia has been costing me stuff for the better part of a year Okay. See, the mafia have got their hands in all these little things, all sorts of stuff, and they think that they can get away with whatever they want to do. And there are no repercussions, but there are going to be repercussions. May the fourteenth, I wrestled for the television title, and and I want to say this: I cannot promise that I'm going to win the title, but I can promise it's going to be a fight. Mime, if you want to retain your title, you're going to have to fight. That's just plain and simple what it comes down to. On top of that, we have the tag team tournament to go on. I think it's a tag team tournament. To crown the new ACW tag team champions because the titles are vac were vacated. The tag titles were vacated, so we need to crown new ones. We got the Young Rebellion in there. We got the Natural Selectors, it seems like, in there. And those are the two teams I do know of. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more. I don't know. We have... Whoever wins that, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting thing uh, to see. The tag teams vying for the vacated tag titles should be good we got venom defending his world title in a steel cage that is going to be a, a good match should be interesting i'll be sitting front row and center for that one uh, just to see it, because I'd love to see Venom lose his title after everything that happened to me on April the 9th. So there's that. Uh, we got Corey Edsel, the guy I teamed with at the last preview show, facing off against Natural Born Player for the Mid-Atlantic title. Should be great. Should be great. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. No, no I'm so looking forward to May the 14th, we got lots of stuff going on. My match with the Mime. It's going to be the first time I've ever wrestled against the Mime. 
first time. I'm not underestimating him. I'm not even by a long shot. I'm not going to underestimate him. And I get a chance to get back. I have a chance to get back. What I never really truly lost. And I know people are, are like, wow, we're getting, they're probably getting tired of hearing that. But it's true. I never truly lost that title. It was stripped from me. But because of my actions. And I own up to that. I own up to the fact that it's my fault that I got stripped from the title. Stripped of the title. And now I look to get it back. Now, now getting the title back is not my ultimate goal. It's a bonus. Yes, it's a title match. And yes, I'm going in there with the mindset of, okay, I want to win this. But I ultimately want... To give mine the beating that he so rightfully deserves. I want to pay back the Mafia for everything they've done to me. If I win the television title in the long run, that's a bonus. That's a bonus of the goal that I set out for myself. Which is why I say I, I'm not going to sit here and promise that I'm going to win the television title, but I am going to promise that I'm going to give 100% of myself in that match to Bradshaw Promotions and to the fans. What I can promise you is, come, come to Vail May the 14th, Saturday, May 14th, it, pay your ticket, $6. You're not going to find a better deal than that. $6, general admission. Bell time's at 7 o'clock. People get let in at 6. Bring your kids. Bring your family. It's going to be an event you don't want to miss. I can promise you that no matter what you are a fan of, there's going to be something there that will entertain you. You will get your money's worth. Come, watch, enjoy yourself. Enjoy some family-friendly action. What I can promise you is the title match in the cage match, the, 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 the cage match for the ACW world title is going to be great. It's going to be action-packed. I can promise you the television title match is going to be action-packed. And I can tell you the tag team tournament is going to be action-packed. So come, watch it. You do not want to miss May the 14th. You do not want to miss it. At all. At all. We are going to go to a short intermission, and then we will be back. Welcome back, people. We are back from that short intermission. I am your host, The Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent, and you are listening to the Teachable Moments Podcast. We're going to continue with the current format we got going on, the new format, and we're going to talk about something I'm excited about. Okay, something I'm really excited about, which is wrestling video games, okay? And I'll tell you why. But first, let me, let me say this. I don't normally talk about video games on this podcast because there's it's a wrestling podcast but there's not a lot of wrestling games out today not a lot so there's not a lot of content on that that I can really talk about so I choose not to talk about them I've only done one episode 
where there was a segment about wrestling video games. And that was because it was, what's my favorite wrestling video game and what's my least favorite. Okay. So that's, that's why I'm excited about this one. Okay, let me start it off by doing this. WWE 2K22 is out. It's probably been out maybe for a few months, I'm guessing, maybe. Uh, which is great. It's great. I played it. I went over to my wife's cousin's house, basically, and pl for like the path for like three days in a row, and we played WWE 2K22. I got to feel the controls because he has it for Xbox Series X. And I played it. The controls, of the, the Xbox Series X control feels fantastic. The new controls for Xbox. The controllers, fantastic. Fantastic. It fits right in your hand. It's great. It's smooth. Now, I played WWE 2K22. The controls were fantastic. They were. And even the little details were fantastic. I mean, like, you go into create a wrestler, create a superstar, and, like, if you put a jacket on him and he's walking, the jacket moves. Whereas in the past, when you put a jacket on him and he walked, it was so stiff. It didn't look natural. It looks natural in WWE 2K22. Same with the hair. You'd run, like, in the past games, you'd do a move and his hair wouldn't move. I like... Especially when they had long hair. It's like, come on. Their hair's supposed to move. They have long hair. Long hair moves when you run. Okay, it didn't in the past games. It does now. And if it did move in the past games, it moved weird. It's the little things. It's like they went back to the... They went back to the beginning. To the drawing board. And they... Worked on the little details, the finite details, which made the bigger details even better. They went back to basics, and they reformatted. And they had to, because WWE 2K20 was just horrible. It was horrendous. Okay, I'm not even going to give it any more focus on than the fact that it was horrendous. There we go. But... WWE 2K22 was so great. It was like, there's a reason why their catchphrase is, it hits differently. Because it does. It does. It hits differently. It's great. It worked. It works wonders. It's awesome. Uh, but the reason I'm more excited is because this year, we get the AEW console wrestling video game. I'm excited I am. I am so excited about it. We have... Uh, I think we even have a title. It's called AEW Fight Forever, if I'm correct. Uh, so we have that. And, and I'm excited because for years, the only real wrestling video game they had was WWE's. You had WWE 2K18, 2K19, 2K, uh, 2K17... That horrible game that I'm not even going to mention. That I already mentioned beforehand. Not even going to say the name. They, they, But they got stagnant and stale. Because it was always the same thing. WWE 2K22 even brought back. Even brought back 
GM mode. Now, I loved GM mode. Did I suck at GM mode? Yes. Because if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to play it to play this thing. If I'm playing a football game, I'm going to play the football player. Okay, I'm not going to call all the shots because I'm not a coach. I want to be the player. Okay, if I'm going to play a wrestling game, I'm going to play as a wrestler. But I will play GM mode from time to time. I haven't bought the game because I told myself I was going to buy the WWE 2K22 game. Or that I wasn't. Because I don't really watch WWE religiously anymore. So why am I going to fork forth money to them? But then I got to play the game. The game was good. And it got me thinking, maybe I will buy this. But, like I said, for years, all there was was WWE games. And the fact that this year we get the AEW wrestling game is great. It's great. Even next month, May, we get the a sneak peek of the AEW video game. I am so looking forward to that. I will tell you this, they're going to have a campaign mode. They're going to have a create a wrestler mode, probably create a stable, create whatever. But they're not going to have a GM mode. And let me touch on why the AEW video game is not going to have a GM mode. AEW has a game that comes out on phones and tablets. It's called AEW Mobile Game. The Aid All Elite Wrestling GM mobile game. And you're not idiots. I don't have to tell you that GM stands for general manager. Everybody knows what GM stands for. So they already have their <clears throat> game that has general manager on it. They have their GM mode. It just happens to be its own game. So there is no need to put a GM mode in the AEW console video game. No need. Um, even Kenny Omega went on record to state that. There's no need for it. They're not going to focus on that when they can focus on the other things, like the creator wrestler and the small, finite details. He said, and it's going to be done by Ukes, I think, the company Ukes. Uh, they're going to work with them. And he said it's going to be a lot it's going to be back to like how it was with the N64, uh, WCW versus NWO, uh, uh, World Two uh, Revenge, WCW versus The World, uh, all sorts of stuff like that, uh, which I'm excited for because I love WCW versus NWO Revenge. Great mechanics. I mean, if I had an N if I had an N64, I would get that game and totally play that game again. Just saying. Great game. It was a great game. I loved it. And that's why I'm excited. Because, like I said, for years, the only viable wrestling game, if you wanted to play a wrestling game, was WWE's wrestling game. They cornered the market. They monopolized the market of a video wrestling video game market. I mean, yeah, you had your other games like... Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, which was basically you're in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you create your wrestler, and it looked like old school days, like N64 or Super Nintendo, 8-bit, 16-bit, whatever. Uh, they had all that, and that game basically relied on counters. You had to counter 
your opponent. Okay? You had to counter it. Counter him. Which is great. Okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, some people don't like a game that just solely relies on you countering your opponent. But, AEW Wrestling Video Game, it's going to be great. The console game, the console AEW Wrestling Game. I'm excited for it. Next month we get a sneak peek. It should be coming out. And the game itself should be coming out later this year. I'm guessing they're shooting for the holiday period. I'm guessing. It's going to be great. I'm excited. When that game comes out, I'm totally going to review it and talk about it on here. I'm probably going to review more of WW2K22 as it progresses on here too. So... Stay tuned on that. I'm excited. I am completely excited about it. Should be great. Should be fun. We are going to go to a short intermission, then we'll be back. I'm your host, The Mass Man, and you're listening to Teachable Moments Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We are back from that short intermission. As you know, I am the host, Mask Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. You are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast now. Uh, since we changed up the format of this podcast, I want to say drastically. It might not be as drastic as I think, but a little things, you know. I want to do a new segment called The Spotlight, and that's where I... Talk about a certain wrestler during this segment. And today's spotlight, this week's spotlight, I want to shine on Matt Cardona. Now, anybody who watches WWE knows Matt Cardona as Zack Ryder. That's what he was in WWE. You know, unless you started watching today and, you know, or whatever. He's Matt Cardona, it's his real name. And he. He's now on independent and the guy's on fire. I mean, just on fire. Now, WWE came in as part of the Major Brothers. Okay, he was Brett Majors. And teamed with Brian Myers, who uh, was, I can't remember his name in WWE now. Uh, I can't. Uh, it sucks. No, Kurt Hawkins. There we go. He was Kurt Hawkins in WWE. Also came in as one half of the Major Brothers. And then they teamed with Edge and became the Edgeheads. So, I mean, that was a fun little angle. That was a, that was actually a pretty entertaining angle. But what I, what I want to focus on was in WWE, other than him... Other than Matt Cardona winning the tag titles with Brian Myers, <coughs> he was basically used as a jobber. He'd come in, great athlete, and he'd lose to a lot of his uh, uh, opponents. See, uh, I want to talk a minute about that. Jobbing in pro wrestling is considered is what they is what you are. If you're a jobber. In pro wrestling, you come in and you lose. That's what you get paid to do, or whatever. You, you're gonna basically lose. Uh you're not gonna beat the guy. I mean, jobber is a term they use for someone who loses majority of their matches. 
I never wanted to be considered a jobber, okay? I never did, because I, me, I feel like I can contribute more than being a jobber. But, that's what Matt Cardona was in WWE when he was Zack Ryder. Yes, he won the tag titles, but other than that, the guy's great in-ring talent. It's just WWE felt, hey, he's a jobber, okay? Let's put him up against our bigger guys, and then he's going to lose. Well, ever since, see, a lot of people consider the independent leagues, independent wrestling scene, as the developmental area, okay? This is how they develop their characters. And then they go off to, like, WWE, where, like, it's the big stars, and now they've really made it and made a name for themselves. Matt Cardona looks at WWE as his developmental territory. Now because, and I can't quite blame the guy. He's on fire. I mean, he is the current NWA world champion. Point blank. Uh, he's the Impact Digital Media champion. Which he won off of, um, yeah. A woman, uh, hold on. He, uh, Matt Cardona won it off of Jordan Grace. I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. Now, I have this thing about men facing women. I do. I, I'm not a fan of intergender matches. Not really. Uh, because it does certain things. I mean, if you beat up, if you beat the woman, it's like, oh, yeah, you beat a woman. If the woman beats you, you lose your credibility. It's like, oh, you can beat the world champion, but you can't beat this woman? It doesn't look, in my opinion, it doesn't bode well for you. But Matt Cardona is on fire right now. I mean, he's making a great name for himself on what we would call the independent wrestling scene, on the indies scene. So, you have that going on. Matt Cardona has done exceptionally well for himself. He's faced the likes of <clears throat> Nick Aldis. He faced, yeah, Nick Aldis, who is fantastic in NWA. He's great. Nick Aldis was like champion for a long time. Then he lost it to, uh, what's his name? Murdoch, uh, Trevor Murdoch, there we go, I think his name is Trevor Murdoch, if I'm wrong, let me know, but he lost to him, and Trevor Murdoch's got the title, had the title, and then lost it to Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona's just on fire, I think he's got like six or seven titles in his pos possession at the moment, he's now what people would call a belt collector, so, Matt Cardona's doing exceptionally well, exceptionally well so well to the point of it's like I think people are starting to forget he was ever in WWE or forget that he was ever used that forget that he was ever a jobber I knew Matt Cardona had loads of talent and that loads of potential and I think it's now starting to be recognized in the wrestling world. He's being talked about. He's all over Instagram. He's all over Twitter. He's all over Facebook. I don't know if he's on TikTok. But he it's like 
I'll be on my Google feed, and it's like every other day something about Mark Matt Cardona comes up. Uh, now there is a spot that I'm not a huge fan of. It popped up on my Facebook where he's in the ring. He's about to powerbomb a 12-year-old girl. She does a hurricane runner on him. Kids should not be in the wrestling ring. They just shouldn't. It's too dangerous of a place for kids to be. I mean, you know, unless we're... Unless they're in the ring taking pictures with wrestlers. That's the only time. And maybe the wrestlers will be there and let them knock them down or whatever. But they should never be put in a position in a match when the event is going on where the kid does a hurricane runner to a wrestler. No matter how experienced the wrestler is and if he tells the kid to do it. No, you shouldn't do it. I'm not a fan of kids being there. It's too dangerous. We all have our place in the wrestling world. Kids love wrestling. They See, th that's where the whole... I, I don't want to talk bad about Matt Cardona because Matt Cardona's really improved and he's great. But Matt Cardona should have known better. I mean, he should have. You don't you don't do that to a kid. Come on. Let's get real. Ah, you just shouldn't. I don't care if people's like, oh, well, you know, it's rehearsed and whatever, and that kid was took care of. I don't care. The kid shouldn't be in the wrestling ring while a match is going on, and the kid shouldn't be Hurricane Rana doing a Hurricane Rana on a pro wrestler, okay? One, if that kid messes it up, they're going to land on their head. They're going to get hurt, and then you got a lawsuit on your hands. <sighs> I wouldn't have, I would never pick that kid in that position. That's just me. I wouldn't have done it. Other than that, Matt Cardona's on fire. He's he's doing great. He's 36 years old. He's doing fantastic. I'm pretty sure he's 36. That's what it said on Google, that he's 36 years old. The guy's on fire. Matt Cardona is shooting, is like shooting straight to the stars. He is, the WWE did wonders for him. And now he's taking what he learned in WWE and applying it to his trade in the independent scene. It's really great. He, a lot of people would have been negative and said, I got fired. What am I going to do? No, Matt Cardona did what he knows how to do best. He, capitalized on an opportunity great he's marketed himself as a product as a brand he's doing really great i mean way to go man we're gonna go to short intermission then we will be right back i'm your host the mass menace and you are listening to the teachable moments podcast Hello everyone, we are back from that short admission. Now is the time that this whole podcast is built around called The Teachable Moments. Okay, so here we go, shall we? Let's get to it. <sighs> so, something that just struck my mind, uh, not something that struck my mind recently, but my wife was telling me about it last night. We were talking... 
And I think she came up with the perfect teachable moment. And I can't remember if I used this. They kind of blur so blur together from time to time. So forgive me if I've already used it and I'm reusing it, but it's important. Because once again, teachable moments are hard to do once you've done like 27 of them or 28 of them. They You tend to be like, oh, what am I going to talk about now? Teachable moment. The uh, yesterday, me and me and my wife went up to our neighbor, one of our neighbors at up top from where we live, and she's in a wheelchair. She just recently had COVID, you know, got over COVID. She they had to put her in a coma uh, recently, or uh, had to put her in a coma. She was in the hospital for a good, I think. Four months, I want to say, maybe. Uh, after getting put in a coma and everything, she came out of that. And then they had to send her through to rehab. So she had to go through that. She went through some physical rehab. Did all that was horrible. COVID messed with her lungs. Uh, she's on oxygen. It's horrible. It is. Uh, which proves that COVID is real and COVID is horrible and it's, it it gets some of us and then some of some of us it doesn't I mean that's just how life goes okay it's like the flu some of us get the flu some of us never get the flu some of us never get a cold some of us never get cancer the point is she got COVID she got she had to be put in a coma and she He's now in a wheelchair. I mean, it's the harsh realities of it. But we went up there and helped her yesterday and uh, took her to the... Uh, she drove, because she can still drive. And uh, not as well as she did beforehand, but she can still drive pretty good. Drove to Walmart. Uh, she helped her with her groceries, did all that stuff, came back, did that, walked back down. The point of it is we went up there and helped her because she needed help. We did something positive. Basically, you put into the world what, whatever you put into the world, it comes back on you. If you're positive and go and do good deeds to, for people, it comes back to you like tenfold. It's what goes around comes around scenario. Put into the world what you want back. Uh, put positive energy in, out into the world because you're going to get positive energy back. If you put negative energy into the world, you're going, you're going to get that negative energy back. Put out into the world what you want to come back to you in return. Point blank. Short, simple, to the point. This has been the Teachable Moment. Thank you very much. Well, that time has come once again where we must bring another episode of the Teachable Moments podcast to an end. As always, good, all things must come to an end. This is no, no different. As you can tell this week, we changed the format of the podcast up. We're going to see how that goes. 
and how people gravitate towards it how if they're accepting of it or if they aren't i think it I, I think it went really well i think changing up the format went really well we talked about how the format of the show is going to be changed we even had reviews of like wwe and aew we even reviewed the news that AEW is coming out with a wrestling game, which I'm excited for. And of course, of course, we talked about the ACW event coming up on May the 14th that we're building up to. Make sure y'all don't miss that show. Get y'all's tickets. And if you want to know how, just go to Bradshaw Promotions, message them, or message Jimmy Mellon and find out how you get your tickets. Don't miss the show. Saturday, May the 14th. It's going to be one you don't want to miss. We will be back again next week on our regularly scheduled time, which is a Thursday. We will be back to our regularly scheduled day and time. But until next week, I am the Master Menace, and I am out.